1: stories of Mississippi. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, editor-at-large at Mississippi Today. Hey, happy new year, and we're starting it off right with one of Mississippi's most successful tours, Jeff Good. He's president of Mangia Bene Restaurant Management Group, Inc., which includes Bravo, Broad Street, and Sal and Moogies. Dang, I'm hungry now. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk with him about his past year and how he's going to operate another year within the pandemic. We're going to bring Jeff into the show very shortly, but first, Michelle and I are going to chat a little bit about the weekly roundup. Michelle, Happy New Year. Happy uh,
2: New Year, everyone, everyone. I am so glad to be back in the studio. And I'm glad you're here with me, but I know how you
1: probably celebrated Happy New Year. You probably worked.
2: Yeah, uh, celebrations. I had a nice Christmas. I didn't work on Christmas, but uh, New Year's Eve, I was at work. But you know what? It's what we do here. You know, they Uh, say what you're doing on New Year's Eve is what you'll be doing for the entire year. And I was like, oh, my God. You mean the sleeping on the couch? All right, (laughs) I'm all for that. A lot of people our age sleep through the New Year. And the New Year is funny. I made it this year. To 1201? Yeah, I made it to
1: 1201. I even made it to 1201 Central Time. Oh, wow. Because a lot of times, you know, you cheat. And it's like, "Eh, ball dropped in New York. I'm good. This is
2: what I miss. I normally am not at work on New Year's Eve, but I'm not still, I don't do parties and things like that Uh, in my former life as a DJ and host uh, still a host, but DJing, I used to actually DJ a lady's party at her home five years straight on New Year's Eve and it was funny, like maybe the fourth year I looked around and said, I'm still doing this ladies, one ladies party. And so my new year was spent with them. Um, but it was fun. But I was saying I miss watching the, uh, the Dick Clark and now yeah. um, all of the Ryan Seacrest. I like watching the New York ball drop. I like watching the concerts and the um, people performing and stuff and I missed that this year. It's so funny so because
1: they had on the bands that I recognize before midnight and then they had the bands I did not recognize on after because they realized probably the old codgers like me could not, would not be awake on that point. But it's so funny the lovely Miss Amy and I, we, we used to go out when we were younger and we'd have a good time and everything but we'd love to have the tradition at home now and we kind of like have our resolutions, we're ready to go, kind of celebrate and our oldest son and his girlfriend were there with us and that was fun and our youngest son, but my middle son was in the middle of Bourbon Street and I was just like thinking, I was the whole time kept looking on TV saying, okay, just want to make sure he's okay. Exactly. You know, it's like that. You should see and my
2: face, guys, when he said that. I'm, oh, no, no, no. My daughter the, is the, 18 da- and I would just I'm die. the dad
1: who dropped his child off in the middle of the French Quarter. But he's he's went down for the football game with a bunch of friends yeah. and it was a nice thing. But yes, that
2: lear- learning to let go
1: is a very hard thing.
2: Well, Jordan was actually with her friends and I think I, ca- I can't even count how many times I talked to her that night yeah. from 7 o'clock. <laughs> Until, I mean, I talk to her every hour. Hey, what are you guys doing? I heard fireworks in the background. I'm like, be careful. She's like, Ma. You know? I know. Right? I, I don't know. They think we're
1: crazy. But you and I both remember what it was like when we were that age.
2: I just, well, no. My friend you and don't? I were talking, okay. actually. No. We remember, we were talking about this yesterday. When we were their age, things are totally different. When I say totally, growing up with Larry McAdoo, love him to death, it was yeah. just different. He, um, the rains were different. It was just a different time. I would
1: imagine it was more of a military kind of growing up type situation, that,
2: but he was very, very strict. strict and yeah. um I didn't have the leeway like Jordan has now, and nothing compared oh, to yeah. so I guess i've let jordan live a little you know easier life than i had when it comes to going places and being responsible and calling me but i am that mom i will talk to you the entire time you're at the party yeah (laughs) and that's amy's (laughs) the
1: one who does more of the worrying than i do i'm the product of dave ramsey my dad dave ramsey who i was the third child by the time i came around i think dad was just happy he didn't care if i was playing in the street just as long as i was quiet (laughs) you know that kind of thing so i mean it's it's a totally different but thing but I was very relieved when he got home safely on Sunday. Everything was good. He had a great time, and and we didn't get Omicron, so that's good. At least, knock on wood, I'm hitting my head. Uh, But anyway, it was a great New Year's, a great Christmas, and I know every. – I'm just – I am convinced 2022 is going to be – a great year, mm-hmm. okay, and it's also going to be an awful year. But you know, it's going to do both. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be what we make of it. And um, I know on this show, we're going to have great guests, we're going to have fun, we're going to make Mondays come alive. And so that's kind of our resolution here between the both of us on that. I would imagine. Um, but, you know, other than that, i want to lose a little bit of weight. I want to continue to heal my back. You know, I've got some specific resolutions. But right. to me, I look more at my systems mm-hmm. than I do making resolutions. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, what are things that I'm doing that I can change? Like, for instance, you know, I get up in the morning. Do I sit down and journal? Do I go do my exercise? You know, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to lose 170 pounds, I'm like, okay, no, maybe I'm just not going to eat as many sweets. I'm Mm going to exercise. And I think that's probably a little bit healthier way to handle New Year's resolutions. Realistic Um, goals. Yeah. Um, I've got three words that mm -hmm. I'm going to hit this year. Proactivity, discipline, and gratefulness. Those are the three areas where I'm really going to attack. So that's my year.
2: Speaking of, we're going to talk about that tomorrow on Relatively Speaking, but we're going to actually go... Deeper and talk about how to have an optimistic year. Yes. How to be optimistic and those. Hey, what's on my shirt? Believe exactly. And that's my mantra. That's all yeah. I. I mean, I, it, if you don't believe you can do it, I know this sounds cliche, but you can't. If you believe, I mean, that's literally half uh, believing and knowing right. that you can do it and it can be done. And literally in my life, it happens. If you see it, I write things down. We talked about that before yeah. um, we left for the holiday, but. That is that's real. Right. Writing it down, making it tangible, looking at it. Even if you're trying to forgive someone, I um, heard that uh, you can write a letter to them. You don't even have to mail it. You can ball it up or yeah. just getting it out very good therapeutic. Um, as it's very therapeutic as well. Um, but if you want to forgive somebody, write it down. Uh, write what they did to you or what you think they did to you or how you feel and get it out. So and now
1: I know what you're doing when you're looking at me and writing. Yeah, okay, I that's feel better now. That's, no, that's, that's good. I feel good about that. <laughs> now, you, you've got a good point there. And, I, and I, this is going to be a year of hope for me. And I don't mean hope in the sense of wish. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like I hope it doesn't rain because I have no control over that. What I'm talking about hope is literally seeing a path for success and feeling able to improvement in my life and not being, you know, last year, literally with, with the back surgery. And I don't want to bore anybody with that. But that literally it was like a year of survival for me because I was trying to heal and get back up on my feet and get moving. This year, I just feel like it's got so much potential and so much. But. Like you said, you've got to write it down and you've got to create a specific path to be able to do that. Otherwise, a hope is just wish.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And we're not going to do that. And speaking of um, wishing, we want to not wish, but we want to send our prayers out to Betty White. Let's, let's take yeah. way into that. How can we not talk
1: about Betty White? Mm-hmm. I mean, here was – and this was a synonym in my cartoon. It's like you have lived an amazing life if people think you've died too soon mm-hmm. at 99. Mm-hmm. You know, she, here she was 17 days from turning 100, mm-hmm. and she passed away. I thought it was literally, I saw TMZ hit and I was like, it's TMZ. It's going to be like Al Capone's vote, vault. It didn't happen. Maybe it's a hoax. But Unfortunately, she did pass away. But, you know, she was so funny, and she was so bright. Even, even up until the very last end, she cared about animals. She cared about people. She was just a really kind person. So I, anyway, I did this cartoon. I put it up. Um, On my Facebook fan page, that's just one site. Over three million people have viewed it. Over forty thousand people have shared it on my site alone. Then other sites would pick it, and that's a problem about cartoons: is that people pick them up like memes, you know? Is it, a problem. It, it is a problem. Is in it what well, is a sense that it used to be you would get money <laughs> for these oh, things. Okay. You do there's that, the problem. That's the problem <laughs> because you're doing it, but it's nice and it's it's great. It goes viral. It goes viral, mm-hmm. and and it was um, this one definitely went viral. It was almost to the level of the Bush cartoons, um, except for for the fact of the Bush cartoons there was more television you know use of the cartoon than it was necessarily in this one but this one i mean it's on reddit it's on twitter it's on instagram it's everywhere so we uh, in mississippi today since that's the cartoon home is that we created a little store and you can get you can get t-shirts and you can get cups and stuff like that and it's doing really well and that helps of course 100 percent goes toward mississippi today so that's great but um I'm just I'm honored because it's really neat when you see people that you went to high school with or whatever they're using your cartoon and you're like yeah okay I'm not dead you know I'm still here, uh, but at the end of the day it was just a nice way to be able to honor somebody who was so incredible that when she died at
2: 99 we all mourned. Speaking of cartoons, uh, when someone dies, do you automatically decide to uh, create a cartoon uh, about?
1: Them. You know, sometimes. that's a good question because I literally could make a, a daily cartoon about somebody passing away. And I, sometimes I feel like I do it too much, mm. but if there's somebody like particularly iconic, low, mm-hmm. iconic, that's great. Or, and what's really special is somebody in the community mm-hmm. that does something really that passes away. Like Bill Hetrick, for instance, mm-hmm. and Jeff and I will bring up Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill was beloved by many people in Mississippi. He was literally our version of Jimmy Stewart. He, 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 Had a wonderful life. He passed away way too young. And um, they had a huge overflow uh, service for him at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, which he was a big part of helping create. But, yeah, Bill deserves something. Have you you ever drawn um, Jeff? Yes, I have. I did him. I used to do an election man series of cartoons when Harvey Johnson was mayor. And Jeff somehow got in the middle of it. And Jeff remembers it. But I called him. I create everybody as cartoon characters. And Jeff was um, Jeff Goody Two Shoes. That's who Jeff was. And I would have him bouncing
2: around. I hope and, you're listening, Jeff. Oh, no, well, I he can't is. wait and, for no, you and, guys to talk about this when you come on the show. Yeah, well, Jeff, what, what was his name again?
1: Jeff Goody Two Shoes. So,
2: Jeff, I want you to know that that's your name from now on. When I call you, I'm going to change your name in my phone mm-hmm. to Jeff goody two-shoes. I love it, because you are a goody two-shoes, and you're no, so nice. No, no, no. no. A, no he's in a, a good the, way. No,
1: Jeff is truly
2: the most, he's aptly, a good, he's the most aptly
1: named human being I've ever met in my life. He's just very truly good. Cool. So very, very he's good. like
2: the coolest coolest kid. He,
1: he's you know he's fun, and he's energetic, but he, the thing I like about Jeff, and I'll say this, and I'll say it to his face, too, when he's when he's on the line with this, but I will say this about Jeff. Jeffs understands that truly being a good businessman is caring for the community. And for the the whole time he has been in the Jackson area, and him and Dan have been business partners, they have given so much back to this community. That's why I like talking to him. Number one, he's fun to talk to on the radio. He's fun to interview. But, it, you know, what he does to give back to Jackson and to Mississippi is, is – and Robert's the same way. Robert St. John is the and you know, same way, too. you know, it's interesting. I'm
2: smiling when you say that. And we're going to ask him what's the secret of his success. But I think we just – hit the nail on the head. No, I think that's it right there. I bel- I, and I, Just in patterns of people and successful people uh, giving back. Yeah. The, and that's a cliche again, but the more you give, the more you receive. But I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, I
1: I watched It's a Wonderful Life again over Christmas. Mm-hmm. i watched that movie every year. It's the same thing. The Jimmy Stewart character at the end of the day, he changed his whole town because of the fact that he sacrificed his life, not his life, technically, because wow. he almost did, but mm-hmm. he sacrificed what he thought was fame and glory for himself and gave it back to others. And that's the way Jeff has done. So, right. And he did not pay me to say any of that. <laughs> I promise. But I might, hopefully we'll get some free bread the next time at one of his exactly. restaurants boy he always gives free bread never mind all right we're going to take our quick break and when we return we're going to sit down with the man of the hour restaurateur jeff good hey stay tuned this is now you're talking on mbb think radio You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, the editor-at-large and cartoonist at Mississippi Today. Jeff Good goes by many names, a restaurateur, a consultant, an entrepreneur, and, oh, yeah, Jeff Goody Two-Shoes. Um, anyway, but I tell you what, if you ask him, he characterizes himself first and foremost as a marketer, and I think that's there's a lot of truth to that. His ability to market his brand is the primary reason why he has become one of Jackson's most well-known business owners. Also, the fact he cares about the community, which we discussed a few minutes ago, too. So it's a welcome back to the show now, Jeff Good. Jeff, how you doing, man? Happy New Year.
0: I, happy New Year to you. I'm I'm a little bit um, I'm having a little bit of PTSD here from uh, uh, middle school and elementary school with Goody Two Shoes. Uh. Yeah,
1: no, you were not that young when that happened. Okay.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, no! That's that's that was that was. Oh, you I, heard that oh. when you were in?
1: Oh, oh you? Oh what? no!
0: I grew up with the last name Good. What do you
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I got called Marshall Dillon, my friend. So I understand how these things uh, do. So that's yeah.
0: That's a lot cooler. Um, it is cooler,
1: well, actually. I was lucky, but
0: you and michelle um praise that is not um, um not deserved uh but i tell you what uh today i'll take it
1: yeah but, I'm about to say you very, you've very, you've had a rough few days um i know you've been in COVID jail I, I hear you might I, be getting out how are you feeling i have
0: i busted out today so i am feeling fine and i'm very very hopeful um so uh I'm somebody who always loves to share information. I think that's what i am known during one of the water crises. I try to always let folks know what's going on and try to explain the, the, the situation I actually had a thing with Marilyn but Dr. Williams, a few um, months ago, right after the, the big water crisis where we did a, uh, we hosted a zoom meeting with the chamber and I got everybody together and we, we had them explain how the water system works from the reservoir to the uh, Savannah street treatment plant, just because, you know, knowledge is power. Yes. So with that said, um, Obviously, I think I had Omicron. I don't know. I I did a home test uh, uh, last week that that proved it. I I started feeling funky. Um, And it just had a general funky feeling, Um, um, congestion, mild headache a couple days I got up. I just, you know, a couple of ibuprofen, that was it. Uh, No more. Um, Some intestinal distress, a little diarrhea. I hate to say that, but maybe that helps some folks out there maybe, you know, diagnose their situation. Uh, But um, I'm very blessed that it it, uh, – it, it was very mild and i haven't uh, shared it looks with anybody in my family I kept that uh kept myself pretty pretty apart and work-wise we're struggling with this we have many many employees you know this i, I know this is a totally different world right now because we have so many folks that have been touched by this um and so we're struggling to you know uh, be able to do what we need to do in a safe way and keep going but i'm thankful that the the predictions are that this is going to come and go quickly i pray that nobody is is uh is hurt from this, and uh, and that maybe there, there'll be a, a better place at the end of this when we all can get through January.
1: You know, you and I were talking a little bit about this the other day, and you know, you've had to endure wave after wave after wave. We had the Delta wave, we had the initial wave, we had whatever, Alpha, Beta. Yeah. And this one seems like it, it's affected your staff a little bit more just because of the fact that it's like more people have gotten sick at the same time.
0: We, we had, I remember. The, I, I remember sitting, I was at a friend's house one night, and I got a call from my manager at Bravo that one of our staff members um, had contracted COVID. I panicked. I went in her bedroom, and I was on the phone with an officer with the Department of Health talking about, do I need to shut the restaurant down? What do I need to do? And um, sharing what I shared with her, she, she, she shared that, you know, Jeff, you're doing everything right. You guys have been, you know, the mask warriors from the day one, you know, keep people safe, et cetera, don't worry. But we only had one or two cases every now and then over the past year and a half. But we have, um, we have a couple dozen uh, oh, wow. that, are, that are across. You know, we've, we've got about 220 employees at all three, three places in catering. And so we, are, we, we, we do temperatures at the back door. We, we, we tell people, do not come in if you've got sniffles. Do not come in. It is extremely stressful for our, our managers, and, and it is extremely stressful uh, for us. We're, we want to give great service, but we are going to make sure that our staff is safe because we don't feel it appropriate to put people in, an, in a uncomfortable situation, um, because it's not so. I wouldn't do that with somebody who has the flu, and I, you know, just if you have the sniffles, we're keeping you out, and we're going to get through this. And so um, already, the, the, this started a week ago Tuesday. We already have the first few employees back to work; they're feeling great. So I think this is kind of going to be a rolling bubble. Um, haven't had any any reports today of anyone, so we're, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. So we'll see what happens.
1: You know, you you were mentioning some of the. Um some of the symptoms you had and it's to, it seems like it's a little bit different than the old covid uh, it's like new coke and old coke, coke i guess um, <laughs> th- anyway you didn't lose your smell or your taste did you
0: no no aches or pains nothing like that and oh. I, and i share this i know this is kind of intimate you know and it's kind of a little gross but but i i think that again knowledge is power and i i think that all of us as a community the more we know about what's going on the better we can we can be this is this is real The issue is to keep vulnerable people safe because, you know, as they they say, you're most contagious when you don't have symptoms. Right. And I, you know, so Lord knows I thought back on Saturday and and Monday, you know, uh, Saturday, Sunday, a week and a half ago where I was and, you know, sharing with people what, what, uh, you know, um, thankfully, no one that I was close with had any problems. My mother-in-law, thank God, that would have been great. (laughs) All all is well.
1: Um okay let 's rewind the tape a little bit on that, so Jeff
0: Move it on yeah,
1: exactly don 't want Jeff getting in trouble for that comment uh, yeah, let 's let 's talk a little bit about who you are, and I mean, folks have listened to the show they 've met you before you 've been on with us and i've i 've talked to you a million different times and and I love. I love the conversations, whether it's on with on the radio or just you and I talking a little bit. Your story's great. There was a really good book that was, you know, The Bravo Way that came out. It kind of talked about your whole arc of yours and Dan Blumenthal's um, partnership and how you've grown the restaurants and everything else. Tell a little bit, just kind of the elevator pitch on kind of your history here in Jackson and how you got started a little bit. Because you've been in the restaurant business in a long, long time, which I've watched enough you know, TV shows about restaurant rescues to know that generally restaurants don't last more than two years.
0: Uh, you don't. You don't have to watch the TV. You can just it in your own community. When, when over time things things come and go. It's a, it is a, a grind of an industry. Um, I feel a little bit like one of your um, um, viral cartoons. Mm-hmm. I'm very blessed that something happened, and uh, when I moved here, I took root and I blossomed, yeah, okay. and, and and things move forward. It took a tremendous amount of work, a tremendous amount of sacrifices. I've made some huge personal mistakes. Um, I have caused a lot of personal damage uh, to, to those I love the most uh, because I have been so absent Actually, as a person, because like I was present as a business person. Uh, like the the payoff for that you is, you know, we're okay. going to hit, you know, God willing, in two years will be 30 years uh, for Bravo. Okay. Um, okay. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, that's just a long history here. And, um, but, but to go back, I moved here from Salt Lake City, Utah, my senior year of high school. My dad took a job at Millsaps College. He was the dean of students there. Um, I was, I started working when I was 13 as a janitor. That's one of the things you and I have in, in common. I was after middle in middle school. I took a bus out to Printer's Inc., a print shop, and I swept the floors and took out the garbage and clean toilets every day. Lot, I learned a lot about you know, self-sufficiency. and you know, I was around a bunch of you know, adults, you know, which, which you know, is good or bad when you're in, in middle school. Um, I just you know, started working. And uh, so when I came here, um, um, I started working at LaFleur's Restaurant. Uh, on I-55 and went to Murrah and uh, coasted. I did not do really well in school, but I met Dan Blumenthal, my partner, and from that uh, we made a friendship. I went to Millsaps, 80% off tuition, thank you um, um, Dad for his job, and waited tables to pay the other, and failed out my freshman year because I didn't know how to behave. I took a semester off, moved home to the Dean of Students' Home, and uh, got serious, came back, uh, hit, hit the ground running because I met a girl named Debbie McGregor who believed in me and taught me a lot about how to study and how to be serious, and I found the School of Business and a lot of great mentors there, and I I ended up getting straight A's all the way through and graduated and got a great job with uh, NCR Corporation selling computers, and over time came time to, that job was going to go away, and Debbie and I were married. We didn't want to move from from, uh, Jackson and started looking for a job, and I'm the only person I know that couldn't get a job at Skytel at that point in the uh, early 90s, and was frustrated, called my best friend one night on the phone, said, I do not know what I'm going to do. Uh, I do not know uh, how I'm going to go forward. And that was Dan Blumenthal. And he was a chef in a uh, a restaurant in San Francisco. He had had, uh, ended up in that career instead of going to law school and becoming a lawyer. and, And we started talking and we said, let's get together and let's do a business together. We didn't have any money. He wasn't going to come home hoping something happened, so we started a long-distance uh, FedEx and Fax, um business plan back-and-forth riding. His younger brother David got involved, and the three of us cobbled together the idea for Bravo and met with a banker, and they laughed at us. And most people would stop at that point, but we realized that we had a dream here we wanted to carry forward. And so we started talking to people about the idea, and I ended up networking with some businessmen that explained how they raised money through the sales, the sales, shares, and uh, – that sounded great, and we, we modified our business plan accordingly and put in the legal work, and then I started the sales process. I, I prospected 750 people either face-to-face or on the phone. I fed 250 people in my house in little dinner parties at six, seven, eight, nine, ten at a time um, uh, where we would bring them in, do a spread of food that was similar to what we wanted to serve at Bravo, a couple glasses of wine, put them on the couch, dessert and coffee, tell them the business plan, hand them a business plan, and then I would follow up relentlessly and from 750 people touched to 250 people fed, we got 44 people, families, to, to believe in us to buy uh, a $10,000 share in 1993 wow. uh, to fund Bravo. So we raised $440,000. Um, it took two years from the time we started talking about this to the time we got the last share sold. Uh, we took over the Sundancer restaurant in Highland Village. We gutted it. Uh, we did a lot of the work ourselves, working with the contractor, contractor during the day, us at night. And uh, we opened April 7 of 1994. And um, that was incredibly hard work, but the real hard work was April 8th, 1994, and 9th, and 10th, and 11th, and 12th, and 13th, and on and on. The restaurant business is a blessing and a curse. Uh, every day, we do the same thing. Every day we come in, we take raw product, we cut it down, we make it, we, we make you know, preparatory items so we can then make the final product when you order it. Then we, in a very, very tight time period, a lunch hour and a dinner hour, we make a ton of food. We try to do it really well. We try not to make mistakes. We try to delight, and we try to do it with the staff that we're trying to share a vision of what we believe um, um, service and hospitality should look like. And we try, and then and then we're constantly doing that over and over again. And I am now 58 years old. I'm not 29 when I started or 28, and I I am the new employee I have who's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 is going to be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 for the rest of my life. And I keep on getting older. <laughs> so the, my relevancy with these folks is different. Uh, culture changes and everything changes. And I, you know, my goal is to be the, 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 father figure, the, the mother figure, the counselor, the motivator. Um, and, um, and so I'm constantly having to, to listen and learn and, and, uh, so there it is. That's, that's, um, that, that's, that's what I do. Um, and I'm just really, really thankful that I'm still doing it. And I'm thankful that my wife has stood by me for 35 years because I changed the, the rules of our relationship when I made a decision to go to the restaurant business. And she helped from day one. And then I kind of just walked away from it all by being focused on my business. And that was my new marriage. And um, uh, I have no idea how Carly and Alex came along, our twins, because I was always worried. <laughs> But they look like me, not the mailman. So right.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is there is there is a resemblance. They are fantastic girls, too. I know you're incredibly proud. They are. Well, They're fa- fantastic women. They've grown up. And that's, that still blows my mind, too, because I remember when they were in high school. And they're, they're not in high school anymore, that's for sure. We have Roger on the line from Florence. Hey, Roger, what's your question for Jeff Good?
3: Oh, first of all, Jeff, thanks for what you continue to do. I'm so proud of you. Got to know you when you came to St. Andrews, uh, soliciting support. So we could borrow a bunch of money, get some.
0: Oh, capital. hey, Roger. Yeah,
3: ah. and it's just wonderful. My only question—I'd love to go on and on—but let me just say for your listeners that uh, I-, I loved your life story there. Thank you for sharing that. Didn't know a lot of that, and uh, continue to, to just applaud you. And so keep it up, keep oh. it up. Now, I was uh, went down for the New Year's weekend to. Uh, well, you know, I'm a retired Air Force. I stayed at Keesler. We went and looked and, and drank a little beer and went to place to place. And we saw a Sal and Mookies on the yes. Highway 90. Tell us yes. about that.
0: Aren't you sweet? Um, so Dan and I have been fortunate that that this concept we came up with, Sal and Mookies, New York pizza and ice cream joint. Is a real special place. It's, it's New York-style food, New York-style pizza, very, done very authentically, done very well. We've really tried to work do it very well. And, uh, and then this, this ice cream component and this family connection and the wiki sticks for the kids and all those touch points, it, it really has caught on. So we had a family from, from Biloxi approach us, um, heck, it's been you know, eight, nine years ago. Um, they had young kids they were in the restaurant business down there Bruce and Rebecca Lacy and they said they really wanted to see a salmonakis couldn't we bring one down it was like well that's not mm, we're not going to be able to grow that's not our game plan we kept on talking and they asked if they could partner with us and so that is a that is a franchise it's a license agreement so the the Lacy's opened 5 years ago they they bought that property they built that building they did an amazing job um, they've been operating for 5 years now they are they're just a, a lovely couple they have done a little different down there. We've given them the right to do that because we're kind of a loosely formed, you know, relationship. It's not a corporate, you know, you must do it this way. They have gone to counter service like Broad Street. Uh, they've limited the menu and they've they've made it more of an informal uh, uh, concept. And we're really proud of them for for doing that. That's what works for them in that market, and um, and we're proud of them. Now, um, Roger, if you move, if you drove up north and you got off on the Madison. Four sixty three exit and took a left and went into Colony Crossing to drop by the, the Home Depot or the the low the uh, the, the Kroger there. You would see uh, uh, Salamukis and in Madison in the middle of the, the shopping center there. And that's Patrick munn and Hallie Sappington, two of our best managers that have ever ever been through our doors. A married couple that are just uh, extraordinary people, and they came to us. Uh, uh, gosh. Uh, six years ago, started working with us, told us they had a dream to own a restaurant together. We started working together on this idea. That is their restaurant, their own investors, their own concept, but our, our, our menu and, and the like. And so we're lucky to have two places. Um, and we hope that that is the way that we will grow in the future because it's sustainable for an older guy like me. <laughs> so I i don't I don't have to have another set of keys, an alarm code. And you mentioned refill down when I was talking to St. Andrews. My passion right now, there's a couple of passion projects. We, we have a, project we're working on with the Boys and Girls Club and a project that we want to continue to go refill uh, Jackson, which are trying to address um, issues of inequity and in access and success for our, our, the members of our community that otherwise have have a, a struggle to, to, to get that foot, first foot on the ladder.
3: Well, that that is just wonderful. Thank you for that. And we're not going to keep you long, but I want Marshall to go ahead and explore the refill uh, idea because a lot of people don't know about that. And so maybe, Marshall, maybe you can you can develop
1: that, Roger. I was going to bring it up, but I tell you what, you're you're a great co-host. And I need to bring you in. You're doing you're <laughs> doing great here. You really are. And it's I pre- such a
3: wonderful concept, and and uh, I don't know how many people you had to had to talk to uh, Jeff before you got a few people to dump a few bucks in, and you had some wonderful contributors. But mention Kellogg. I mean, there are co- there are there are folks around this country who can make the country work. And uh, we just get government out of the way. We, we, we could do these things. So I don't know. I think it's a good opportunity, if you, if anybody's listening to this program, for you, Jeff and Marshall, to talk about th- these positive things uh, that individuals have done. And, and, Jeff, with your life story, it's an example of how somebody can bumble along. Excuse me. I didn't mean to insult you, but bumble along in youth and, and get offered an opportunity and go with it and that's what this country ought to be doing more of instead of feeding people who instead of – well, I don't know. Don't well, get me started on that.
1: No, you're doing great, Roger. And uh, one thing I've learned from Rudolph is that bumbles do bounce, and Jeff is definitely bounce. And we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and <laughs> – we're gonna we're gonna continue our conversation with the restaurateur and entrepreneur and marketer and, and good guy. How about that, Jeff Good? Anyway, there's time for you to join the conversation as well, so you can give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Hey, stay tuned. This is now you're talking on. Oh, James is James coming? Okay. Oh, yeah, we're going to come back to James. James is on the line. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it. Let me know. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
3: This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org.
2: And thanks this is an MPB think radio podcast
1: Welcome back. This is now you're talking on MPB think radio happy new year i 'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, uh, editor large at Mississippi today. Have you just tuning in? Our guest is local celebrity and restaurateur Jeff Good. Phone lines are open, and if you'd like to give a call, like James from Jackson has done, you can give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. That is eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Jeff, I, I just got to break it to you, pal. This is uh, an episode of This Is Your Life. James, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, Jeff might not recognize the voice. James Henley, uh, Millsaps. I know oh, you a long time. God. Hey,
0: Reverend Henry
3: Henley, how are hey, you doing, buddy? Good. First of all, I just want to say thank you for all you've done, continue to do. And I didn't realize we both started working at 13. Um, I literally washed dishes um, at a in the restaurant business until I graduated from Millsaps. Uh, my dad was in that business. But on a more important note, Anytime you need my help with anything, just give me a call. We'll partner with you. And thank you for sharing your life story. I did not know that. I wish you had shared that when we were in Leadership Jackson or with people years ago. I I, I just think you should share that more. And thank you for sharing it today. Um, Glad I tuned in. Mm.
1: Wow. Thank you. Great call. I'm hanging up. Okay. Thanks, James.
0: James was an incredible you know, so young I didn't understand what was going on when I was in college most days. James was a uh, extraordinary guy and, and James, I know how difficult it was in the early eighties at Bell Saps. Um um and you know, God bless you, brother, and, and and what you're doing. I will come over on Manhattan Road and we will talk about refill together, okay? We will do that.
1: Excellent. we really do. Um of course we have our mission now to bring up Refill Cafe and we're going to do that. Little bit. I tell you though, and and I've got to go this direction because when the pandemic hit, and we had you on the show, and we're going to talk, you were talking about ways you were pivoting. And I mean, those were the days of gift cards and takeout, and you trying to hold everything together, but yet you were having to let your staff go, and you were having to, you know, it was just. It was personally, I mean, business-wise, it was hell. But, I mean, for you personally, it was even worse because, I mean, I know you you really struggled because, A, you care about your staff and your business, but, you know, it was a tough thing you were going through. You wrote a piece, in, uh it was on CNN's website. You were on CNN. It said, this is how it was titled, I almost lost my business in March. More stimulus will prevent me from losing it for good. I mean, for you to be that open and that raw on that big of a platform, that, that was a really tough time in your life. Tell us a little bit how it turned out, because you have had to overcome not only coronavirus, but as you mentioned before, um, th- you have more trouble with infrastructure than anybody <laughs> in the city of Jackson. I mean, I'm about ready to come over there and dig a well for you. Just, just well, we've
0: looked, at, we've looked into it. I know Millsaps is looking into it. It's quite a few million dollars to put a well in for something that large, but it's, it's, um, I, don't, I don't know that a restaurant could afford to, yeah, to build a well. We'll just keep going to Sam's and getting, uh, getting water. Um, so, so, um, oh, still a little bit flummoxed about the, about James's call. That was so sweet.
1: That was awesome.
0: Nice. Um, so, so, um, first off, uh, um, it was awful. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to tell the really super positive thing out of this and go back. The positive thing was it was so dark, it was so difficult, and the weight was so much on my shoulders. It led me towards, um, getting, for the first time in my life, consistent counseling. Um, so that's been a, that's been a gift. Yeah. To have somebody to talk to every week. And um, I have completely – I stopped drinking 26 years ago, but I never went through AA. Um, I am now um, a card-carrying in the in the seats needing um, a tender. Uh, I've been blessed. I don't have an issue with the drink, but I have a lot of issues with alcoholic tendencies, so all that energy and the, the things. And by the way, maybe that's a signal how I failed out of college. There may have been a beer keg involved. Anyway, uh, it, 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 asking for help and then being vulnerable enough to take yeah. it, that's the key. And, and so, I sh- again, I share this. I just You never know. We're, we're on a radio show here. Who knows out, who's out there right now who may really be dealing with some dark moments. And um, um, there are folks out there that, that would love to be human with you and um i'm i'm, I'm thankful i found some so going back to asking for help um if not but for the government stimulus um last year um uh and 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 prior to the well, i guess it's been a year and a half now uh, almost two years i mean uh ppp and uh ppp2 um i wouldn't be here um, that money is the only reason we were able to make it through um, I was really fortunate to be asked to, to meet with uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Hoseman uh, quite a few months ago. He was doing a um, sounding tour around, the, around the, the state asking about the next round of, uh, you know, what, we, what should we do with money? Is there stimulus needed for, for different industries? And, and I represented the restaurants, and he said, Jeff, do you need – what do you guys need? I looked at him and said, nothing. I said, not now. Not a, and, again, I can only speak for myself, but a restaurant of our side, we had – we got the state help and the national help back then – we're now on our own two feet. We don't need anything right now. Um, but there are many small businesses that didn't access that that, that may need that one. You know, if you could focus your attention towards that and, and be able to, to support those mom and pops that are out there really struggling. But, but businesses of my size, we were sophisticated enough to tap into the support, be able to, to process it, be able to get the relief, and, and then get relief, get get uh, get it forgiven by being able to follow the paperwork. That's the other part. You get a grant, yeah. you got to follow the paperwork. Anyway. So we um, we navigated this through the through the generosity of so many others and through just day by day, one day at a time. Every day I got up and I said, what is the next thing I need to do? And I built the business back piece by piece. And um, I led the organization. And everyone looked to someone to say, we're going to make it through this. And, and, and I was that person. And it was so bad because I'd let everybody go. I wrote that letter. But everyone understood because they understood where our heart was ahead of time, and, and I set them up for the unemployment that they needed, and, and then we started asking people back, and people came back. And so we, we, we got that job done. And it was awful, and I don't want to return there, and I was so fearful hearing about Omicron originally, but I'm, I'm not fearful now, and I, I know that whatever happens here, we will, we will succeed. And I urge um, anyone who's struggling out there that, that with their business or, or in their personal lives, uh, seek out somebody who can help you because um, um, we're all out here. We're, we're all on this, this planet together.
1: You know, Jeff, and, and I, I applaud you for doing that and for saying that too because, I mean, a few years ago, my parents got very, very ill and then they both passed away and it yeah. was literally like a boat prop going through shallow water. It just stirred up all kinds of mud and caused me to literally, you know, and I was working three jobs and doing all these crazy things and I literally hit a wall too and I had to go ask for help and I had to go see somebody and I remember that first time I went to go see my therapist and I was in the waiting room and I was literally hiding behind the plant so that nobody would see me, you know, and it was like I had this pre-programmed conception that that was weakness when it it was just the total opposite was total strength Mm. to admit, oh, i got to go get some help because I can't figure this out on my own. And it would be almost as stupid as saying, well, I'm embarrassed to go to the cardiologist because I'm having chest pains or I'm, you know, I, I think I have cancer, but I really don't want people to see me at the oncologist. I mean. If you need help, go get help and I just really want to say I how much I admire you for doing that because you like you said you had this tough role of having to be the face of your organization and having to be positive when you would go home at night and you were screaming because you literally thought you were going to lose everything and that that's a very tough thing for a person to have to bear on their shoulders.
0: We almost canceled our Mississippi today subscription because Debbie and I we canceled every single streaming and online app uh, thing we had, but we said, we'll keep one newspaper.
1: Well, thank you. I, it was, I, because you didn't know when I was going to draw you in a cartoon, and I know you wanted to see that, so thank <laughs> there, you. That's,
0: that's, there, there it is.
1: That was not but, any of it whatsoever, I know, but yeah, I just thought I'd bring so, that up.
0: So pivoting to, to, to the, the story about refill, because this happened yeah. at the same time. So we, we as Roger mentioned, uh, I went much like doing the, the – um, the bravo fundraising um we had an idea david Watkins jr um who's a brilliant gentleman i've had a chance to to work with on some community work did the food hub work we did and where we're trying to pivot with that by doing a project with the boys and girls club there at this at this point pray for us that we get that done this year um uh, the idea is to, to to continue to take what we've worked on in the past that may not have worked out and the things that have worked and carry it forward to make it work in the future out of that work we came up with the idea of a workforce training cafe and um and and, and um, my skill set is communication and marketing, right? So we we um, we wrote a uh, David Skills writing. We wrote a grant, and the, the um, Kellogg Foundation loved what we had to say, and they offered us a planning grant to figure out how to open up a restaurant in Jackson, Mississippi, that would train 18 to 24 year olds who are not working in job skills, not to make them restaurant workers. This is not to teach somebody how to work a cash register and do that for the rest of their lives. The idea was to take somebody who is not working. And if you think about all these things we just talked about with, with you know, um, fully functioning people with two parents and everything else, a guy like me who couldn't make it through his freshman year of college, think about folks that don't have nuclear families, the stressors they're under, and then we expect them to be able to figure everything else out, out, out in life in a, in a dysfunctional environment right. and go to work. So a lot of kids don't know how to get a job. Um, They're not lazy. They just don't even know. Or they have other issues. So the idea was to come up with a holistic um, concept where you supported the whole person and taught them the rules of the workplace and do it in a way that's not punitive because they're going to make mistakes. And if you yell at them, they'll retreat to be able to figure out a way to bring them forward and then make them functional and find a job for them. So Refill Cafe was the concept. Um, We... I was approached by Lee and Larry Harper that owned Cornelia Coffee House. Cornelia was for 10 years a coffee house on the JSU Parkway, the Dr. Robert Smith Parkway that, that is the entrance to JSU. And uh, they'd taken an old house, and they had remodeled it, lived upstairs, and did a coffee shop downstairs. And after 10 years, they'd had enough. They just couldn't make it. And they asked me to talk to them about how to sell the business, and I gave them the bad news that it would be hard to do. And out of that conversation, I had the idea that'd be a perfect place for refill, but we didn't have any money to be able to buy that building from them or help them with their debt situation. So I, I went on the same thing I did before with Bravo. I went on a tour and I talked to people about making a deposit in a savings account to secure a loan that we could buy the building and park it until we could come up with a business plan and raise money as a nonprofit. And uh, Roger was one of those people that gave us a, gave us a, a deposit. And so we were able to uh, the Walker Foundation gave us a challenge grant of seventy-five thousand, and then we we raised another um, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars from thirteen different families to put in the bank. Uh, they didn't give the money; they just put in the bank, and then we um, used that as a as security to a mortgage that Hope Credit Union gave us, and Hope agreed not to make us pay the mortgage until we actually opened. So we we didn't have to make a payment, and we could work on the plan. Jordan Butler, uh, amazing young lady, came on board and was. Designed the program and went to New Orleans to Cafe Reconcile and, and learned the program that they do and then modified it for Jackson. We put a team together and we uh, we raised money and we took out some debt and we secured it with our own signatures. And that's part of you know doing community work is you got to put your grid in as well as you put in your your your, your signature. And we bought and remodeled um, the building. Kirk Caraway did a great job on construction. With so many people donated. Equipment and kitchen stuff from different restaurants that were available. And we opened a great place, and we opened um, the fall of 2019. It was a lovely cafe, and we started our first cohort, and we learned a lot. And we did our second cohort, and we did our third cohort. And during the third cohort, that's where um, COVID happened. We had to close the cafe, as everyone had to close. That restaurant was not able to recover from that. It was yeah. based on location, lunch only but the program has gone on and we just finished cohort number 11. Really? Um, yes, yeah, so we're just what we're doing is we're still doing the training but we would go off-site for for uh, for training. But here's the God's gift that you're giving me right now. We are ready to talk about reopening the cafe. But Excellent. I need an operator. I need an operator. I need someone who's on this 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 uh, radio wave right now who would be able to contact us about actually operating the restaurant as a as a restaurant under our umbrella. Because the staff can't operate the restaurant. It's too much. They have to work with these individuals and do the social services and the support and the mental health and the financial planning and the, and the case management of their lives. I mean, sometimes we, we have somebody who went homeless in the middle of the program this time, and you've got to then deal with that to be able to keep them on track. If we're worried about invoices and plumbing that's not working, getting orders out, they won't be able to do that. So if we can find someone to partner with, a functioning entrepreneur who, who doesn't have the money, but has the will? We have the place, and we're ready to go. And I think we could get this place back open this spring, and we could give that gift back to community. We would have a place to train on site, which makes it easier for us, and we can keep moving forward. So, our goal is to get the cafe back open for the for the community. But what's important to know for our donors out there and for potential donors, the work has continued, and we have we have changed some lives. I've seen a young man who had never made a, a child payment um, uh, um, to his his, his uh, estranged girlfriend and their baby, proud that every month he makes those payments now because he's got a great job with a big retail company making some great money, and he enjoys his job. And that's something that's a real blessing when you can see somebody's life start to change.
1: That's incredible, Jeff. That's a great way to start off the new year, too. How can folks get in touch with you so that they're listening right now thinking, you know what, that's me. I need to help out.
0: So if you, the easy way to get a hold of me is any of our websites. If you go to contact us, all those emails go to us. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm Jeff G at bravobuzz.com. But you don't need to write that down. The, the key is if you go to Bravo Broad Street Sound, you go to contact us and and send an email, it'll go straight to me, and I'd be glad to chat with you. Um, and then refilljackson.org. RefillJackson. Just look up Refill Cafe, Refill Jackson. It'll take you to the website. That email does not go to me, but that talks about the program. But if you go to Bravo Broad Street Sound, and send an email, it'll it'll come right to me.
1: You know, one of the things that was so great when the pandemic, in between the waves, when things started to lift and we started getting back out, it was so nice that everybody, I think, just instantly gravitated to restaurants. And and I don't know about you, but that was the thing I probably missed the most, was just being able to go and have a good meal and share that experience and everything. And I'm just glad to hear that, you know, you've gotten your numbers back up, that people are back in the restaurants and eating and everything else, because you really, truly, um, you deserve the best. And, of course, the only way you're going to get it's of course, for folks to come eat. And join you.
0: Well, everyone in this community has been wonderful to independent restaurants, and I'm super proud of all my brothers and sisters in this business. There are some amazing operators, and we have new restaurants coming. With them, you know, there's a great new place in Highland Village. There's the, the project going on the strip at Fondren. Uh, there are so many amazing African American restaurants in this town that are all over the place. How do you find out about them? Jackson Foodies on the Facebook. The, join the Facebook group. Learn about amazing small restaurants that don't advertise. But have amazing food and uh, and support true entrepreneurship that's happening in our community. You do that, and we can move forward. Um, just. Stay out of the corporate restaurant. Come into an independent restaurant and enjoy yourself.
1: In, in the last 45 seconds, and I've totally neglected that, I love the new mur- mural on the new Sal and wow. Milky's, which is, of course, moved over to the quarter. And fan- not in the quarter. You were in the district. Excuse me. I got that backwards. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to give you a, a, move you no, a no, 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 no. But anyway, the mural is amazing. It went up quick. That's just a great story. And... Um, the-
0: Social media got connected by two of my friends to an artist out of uh, Jules Muck, who's out of Venice, Cal- California. She put a post up that said, I'm coming on my southern tour. Here I come. And it was a picture of her, her, her uh, van with a bunch of paint in the back. Uh, I called her up, started talking to her, reached out, you know, sent her an email, started talking to her. Liked her a lot. She said she was super fast. I couldn't believe it.
1: Uh, yeah. she
0: came in. in two half days,
1: two yeah. half
0: days, she painted that. All freehand. No pre-work. Looking at a phone, looking at a picture printed out, amazing. And I'm so thankful to Breck Hines, Ted Duckworth, and Ray Nielsen, the leadership of the district, for having the vision to allow us to do that and also having the sense of humor to allow us to put some of the characters up there that we did. The King Kong on the Standard Life building, the, um, uh, the little teeny tattoo on the Statue of Liberty that says, I love pizza. You know, what a what a blessing it is to be able to make these kids and they're taking Instagram pictures in front of it. They think it's the funnest thing in the world. What a blessing it is to do what I do.
1: Jeff, happy new year. We gotta go. I wanna thank you for listening today. Of course it's a production of MPB Think Radio. Now you're talking. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy, Healthy and Fit with Josie Bidwell. And join us next week at ten AM for another great conversation here on MPB Think Radio. Happy New Year and y'all have a great week.